Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. like to call this a prophetic declaration that is the way the Spirit of God gave it to me or a now word from the heart of God to his church the more I press into God's presence in prayer the more I press into God's wisdom and in the Spirit I realize how critical and how pivotal the time that we are living in is at this present hour. And you cannot know that unless you move deeper into the realm of the Spirit and you begin to discern what God is doing, what God is saying, what the enemy is doing, and you begin to see this picture in the Spirit and you realize that we are living in one of the most critical and pivotal times in the history of the church. And so the word I'm going to bring you tonight is a word which I have received from the Spirit as I spend time in prayer searching the heart of God in relation to what is the Spirit speaking and saying to us, His people, at this present time. And from what I received in this prophetic message, I realized that God is revealing to us His plan and His strategy, if I could put it that way, for the end times in order to bring about the final chapter before Jesus returns to the earth. God's plan and strategy has always been the same and that is to work through his revived people in order to accomplish his purposes on the earth as well as counter the overwhelming darkness that is flooding the entire planet. The word says that darkness will cover the earth in the last days and gross darkness the people. This is the time in which we are living in and we can see it all around us, at least those who have some kind of spiritual discernment. And the purpose of this prophetic message, I believe, is to prepare our hearts to align us with God's heart and to position us so that we can step into this great awakening that is taking place at this present time in the church worldwide. If the Lord would open our eyes in the Spirit to see what is going on, you will see a fresh wave of God's glory that is sweeping across the church as the Lord continues to breathe afresh upon His ecclesia in this time that we are living in. Time and time again, as I seek the Lord in prayer, praying in the Spirit, I see this vivid picture of the Lord leaning over the church and breathing 
a fresh anointing, a fresh wave of his glory over the church. And so the purpose of this prophetic message is to bring us to position and to align us right beneath the breath of God so that we can catch the wave of this glory that God is is breathing across the church at this present time. Now, and this, this, this fresh breath of God, He's bringing an awakening to our hearts. He's, he's awakening the church and elevating those who are sensitive to the Spirit and obedient to the Spirit to the glorious place described in Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through 8. This prophetic declaration of Isaiah 60 is for our day. This this is for our day as well, and it, it is so relevant for the time we are living in. And God is, is elevating those who are obedient and sensitive to the Spirit to this glorious place that is described here in Isaiah chapter 60. Let's read it together. Notice the first two words, arise and shine. Very important words. For your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together, they come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Now, we can go on and read, and you will see here how the abundance uh, talks about the abundance of the sea shall be gathered to the church, and the wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. The multitude of camels shall cover your land, and so on and so forth. And uh, I'm not going to read the rest of it, but I think you get the picture of what the prophet is proclaiming here. And so God's call to the church in this hour is a very simple one. Yet I believe it is so powerful to ignite a fire in our spirits that will cause the brightness of His glory to emanate from us to the world around us. Notice the first word in Isaiah chapter 60. Notice that word. It says, arise. Arise. Every promise given to us from God is conditional. What does the word arise mean? I believe, and, and biblical scholars will agree with me on this, whenever we see the word arise or the word awake in Scripture, it always refers to prayer. It always speaks of prayer, but not just any prayer, but one that is heartfelt, 
one that is passionate, consistent, one that is persevering before God until he shows up and he clothes us with his glory and presence. That's the kind of prayer that the prophet is referring to here. Prayer that takes hold of God and refuses to let him go until he shows up in his glory and presence. And he clothes us with the radiance of his glory. That's the kind of prayer that I believe the prophet is talking about. Now, this is the prayer, I believe, of a hungry and thirsty soul crying out to God, desperate in humility and repentance, according to the scriptural instruction found in James chapter 4. I'm going to share this scripture, James chapter 4, verses 8 through to 10. And I'm going to share with you a prophetic vision which the Lord had given me some time back. But you know, I realized that spiritual things never grow old. They never get old. It's not like natural things that deteriorate. Spiritual truths and spiritual revelation never, never grow old. It is just as fresh as it was the day that the Lord had given it to me. Let's read together James chapter 4, verses 8 through to 10. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. Please notice that this epistle was not written to sinners, but to brethren. This epistle was written by James, inspired by the Holy Spirit to believers. Now, let me share this vision because the Lord keeps bringing it back to me time and time again in the last few days. I was in the state of Florida, and I went there, and I recall during the time of my ministry, I became very despondent and discouraged. I had a lot of questions, but no answers. And so I determined that I was going to get away from everything, and there where I was, I would shut myself in a room, I would fast, I would pray, and I would seek the face of God, and I would not get out of the room until God showed up and answered my questions. The first day that I went into this fast, it was difficult, uncomfortable. The heavens were like brass. It seemed that my prayers were bouncing back. I did a lot of repenting during that time. And this went on to the second day. And the second day was also very uncomfortable, very difficult. I, I, I sensed that I wasn't getting through somehow. But on the morning of the third day, it was like the heavens were opened up 
and I was taken up in the spirit and I was brought over to my neighborhood here in South Africa. And I was looking from above my neighborhood and it was covered in pitch black darkness. And the only house in my neighborhood that had a bit of light was my house. But the light was very dim and it wasn't radiant enough to influence or to push back the darkness that was over this entire neighborhood. And all of a sudden, I saw a beam of light coming out of heaven and striking the house. And the dimness of the light became brighter and brighter and brighter. And it began to to disperse or to push back the darkness in the neighborhood. And then I said to myself, while now I'm, I'm, I'm talking to myself while I was up above this neighborhood, my neighborhood, I wonder what's going on in that house. I wonder what's going on in my house. And I came into my living room where my prayer and study is. And I saw myself lying flat on the floor, crying out to God with my head in between my knees, crying out to God in repentance, calling out to him for mercy. And that moment, I saw the Lord and Christ sitting at his right hand. When I say I saw the Lord, you you cannot see God. I was all of a sudden, I was in the throne room and I heard the Lord Jesus say to the Father, Father, look how your son Andrea has humbled himself. Grant him your mercy, I pray. At that moment, the brightness in the house became a thousand times stronger and it emanated throughout the entire city. And it was like my house was set on a hill And the radiance of the light shone all around the city. And then I saw multitudes coming from every direction to the house, seeking help, seeking wisdom, seeking counsel, seeking prayer. At that moment, Isaiah chapter 60 came to mind and the vision ended. What I've just described to you was the words of James chapter 4, verses 8 and 10. That if we get serious with God, if we get passionate by the help of the Holy Spirit and cry out to God in a type of prayer that I just mentioned, God will show up and He will clothe us with His glory at this present time. And the three words that the Lord gave me were this. He said, I will make you impregnable, unconquerable, and irresistible to the world. That's when we are clothed with the radiance of his glory. Now, I believe this is the posture of a person who is so hungry and so desperate for God to show up in his glory, in his power, 
that is willing to pay whatever the price in order for the Lord to show up. That is a hungry soul. It is the kind of prayer that cannot be prayed by self-effort and it cannot be prayed by the will of the flesh, but only by the inspiration and the help of the Holy Spirit. Scripture says in Zechariah chapter 4, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. In Romans 9, verse 16, we read the following. So then, it is not of him who wills, nor of him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. You see, this cannot be accomplished by the will of man, by self-effort. Oh, I'm going to pray, I'm going to try, I'm going to pray two hours, I'm going to pray one hour. No, this cannot be done by human effort. It can only be done by the inspiration and the help of the Holy Spirit. But in order for that to take place, in order for the Spirit to go to work, we need to surrender and totally depend upon Him in order to bring us to such a place where He is able to pray through us as He gives us utterance in the Spirit to pray the will of God, not just for our own lives, but also for the life of the church for such a time as this. He helps us in our weakness, Romans 8.26 says. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. We get to that place where we present our bodies to the Lord as a living sacrifice. And when we do that, He is free to pray, giving us the utterance using our mouth, our tongue, our emotions, our passion to pray this kind of prayer that is persistent, that is passionate, that cries out to God to show up. And I believe that is where the Lord is calling the church into their prayer closet and there to engage God with such fervency and passion. But it requires our time, our willingness, and our surrender. Now, the results of such prayer will begin to manifest in the life of the believer with the following evidence that are described in Isaiah chapter 52, verses 1 and 2. We're going to go through this, this, this portion of Scripture line by line and share with you the, the manifestation or the evidence of a prayer warrior. This is what it says. Look at the first two words. Here we find them. Awake, awake. Put on your strength, O Zion. Zion is referred to the church in Hebrews chapter 12. 
Put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For the uncircumcised and the unclean shall no longer come to you. Shake yourself from the dust. Arise, sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose yourself from the bonds of your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. Notice the first two words again of this verse. Awake, awake. Just like the word in Isaiah 60 that said, Arise, awake, awake. This is the first evidence of God showing up in your life as a result of your persevering and passionate prayer. You will be clothed with inward fortitude and strength in your inner man. Your inner man will begin to be energized. Your spirit will be strengthened with spiritual dynamic prayer. Sometimes I feel like a like the engines of an aeroplane that is revving its engines before you take off. He will give you such energy, such vitality, such strength, not physically. I'm not talking about physical strength. I'm talking about spiritual fortitude, the kind of fortitude that Paul prays for the Ephesian church. And he says, I pray that you be strengthened by the Spirit in your inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, and that you be rooted and grounded in the love of Christ, so that you may experience the depth, the height, the width, and the length, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. Jesus said to the disciples that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The word power here in the Greek language is the word dynamis, where we get the word dynamite from, explosive power. You will explode in the face of the works of the enemy. You will destroy his works when you carry such inward fortitude and power in the spirit. And that's why Jesus forbade them to go until they received this power from on high. He said, tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with this power. And they waited and they prayed and they persevered in the upper room. And you know what happened? The Holy Ghost came with tongues of fire and filled all of them in the room. And they were clothed with dynamic power. Now, it is the same dynamic power that clothed the 120 disciples that we read in the book of Acts. Now, by and large, looking at the present-day church is characterized by spiritual weakness. We falter, we fall at the slightest adversity. The devil doesn't have to try hard. It just gives us a little push and down we go. Our capacity to resist adversity 
To resist temptation is very limited because of the weakness in our inner man. Look at what Proverbs 24.10 says. Very revealing scripture. If you faint in the day of adversity, it means one thing, your strength is small. Nothing that comes from the outside defeats us. Only the weakness in our spirits defeats us. When your spirit is fortified with spiritual strength, you can resist anything. You can overcome anything. You become impregnable, as the Lord said, unconquerable, because you are on a higher spiritual level and you are able to deal with situations, to deal with adversity. You have the wisdom to navigate through them because you are endued with this wisdom and power. The second evidence of a prayerful warrior, a prayerful person will be clothed with an inward garment of spiritual beauty and holiness. That's why we read here in Isaiah that he says, put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. When? When you awake, when you stay in prayer, when you're watchful, when you're not distracted with other things, you will be clothed with an inward beauty and holiness that will both attract and at the same time repel. That means that worldly people will be so convicted in your presence because of the glory that you carry that they will either be drawn to God or they will walk away from you, but they will not stay with you. You will be irresistible to some, but you will be repellent to others. Are you listening to me? There will be an inward attraction as a result of the inward garment of holiness that, 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 that God clothes you as you engage God in this kind of prayer. The fire of God in us will separate us from worldly people and worldly living and thinking and set us apart fully consecrated to God and His purposes. That's when sanctification takes place. The fire within you will burn the dross, anything that is not of God, it will fall off of you. It cannot remain on you because of the glory and the anointing that rests upon your life as a result of prayer. The third evidence, the anointing on our life as we spend time in prayer will be so greatly increased so that we are empowered by the Spirit to shake ourselves from the dust of destruction and defilement. Let's go back to that verse again, to that portion of Scripture. He says, shake yourself from the dust 
arise and sit down. Now, dust in the scripture speaks of destruction and defilement. It speaks of destruction and defilement. You will be empowered to shake yourself. In other words, you find the strength in the spirit to shake yourself free from the things that destroyed your progress in the Lord, but also defiled your conscience. That's what happens as you engage God in a passionate, persevering prayer. And finally, you will find the strength to cut yourself loose from the yokes that enslaved you to do the bidding of the evil one. Things that you hate doing, but you keep on doing them. Just like Paul said in Romans chapter 7, he says, the thing that I hate, that's what I do. The thing that I love, that's not what I do. But when the Lord clothes you with his presence, you will begin to experience Romans chapter 8, verse 13, that says, but if ye through the Spirit mortify or crucify the deeds of the flesh, you shall live in his presence. They that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts thereof. You will walk away. You will find the strength to break. The Bible says that the yokes are destroyed because of the anointing. And that is the rewards and the manifestations uh, and the results of those who are willing to persevere in the prayer closet. And I have discovered that prayer, fervent prayer, consistent and persevering prayer is the foundation of every Christian endeavor. 50% prayer, 50% results. 20% prayer, 20% results. Prayer speaks so loud to the Lord that saying, Lord, I cannot do it on my own. I cannot do anything without you. Now, my prayer is that we as a spiritual family begin to shift by the power of the Spirit and the living Word of God, begin to shift to the place where we, we come right beneath the breath that God is breathing upon His church at this present hour so that you are revived, you are awakened, and you become so sensitive to the Spirit, you begin to hear even the slightest whisper. Instructions will come from the Spirit as we persevere in prayer that will take us out of our comfort zones, that will blow our minds, that, that will cause us to walk upon the water, that we will put our feet where they can no longer wander around, and our faith will grow stronger in the name of the Lord.
as we move and engage with God as he calls us to come and to draw near to him. That is the prophetic declaration that God is proclaiming to his church for those who have ears to hear. And I believe the prophetic people uh, are rising up and speaking the word of the Lord to the dry bones, prophesying and calling them to come and align themselves, find their place and position themselves to be fully awakened and to be fully revived by the breath of God's glory. When did the light in my... that What God showed me in a vision, it was prophetic. It wasn't just for me. It's for the church. What caused the dim light that was in my house to become so bright that it began to to disperse the darkness in the entire city. It was my humbling myself, the, the posture that I saw myself, it was something awesome, fearful to see. Crying out to God with my head between my knees, crying out to Him for mercy, repenting and calling Him to have mercy. And the Lord Jesus, who is our high priest, remember, Jesus is our high priest. What does the high priest, what does he do? He repeats, he takes our prayers to the Father. When he said to the Father, Lord, Father, look how your son Andrea has humbled himself. Grant him your mercy. And the brightness became a thousand times stronger, emanating and dispersing the darkness that was all around. That is your destiny. That is the destiny of the glorious church. And the Lord said that the glory of the latter house will be greater than the the glory of the former house. We will do greater works than the Acts of the Apostles when we find ourselves in the right posture placing ourselves before God and calling upon Him and engaging with Him and fellowshipping with Him and giving Him priority, giving Him the first place in our hearts. There's a beautiful song that is sung, and I believe this is what the Spirit is singing over the church, that it says this, this, this beautiful voice of a young lady singing that says, Take me deeper. Take me further, one step closer, further than I've been before. My devotion, my desire, all I want is to know your heart. To know God in all the dimensions of his glory and character and to move in that realm. There is no substitute for that, my brother, my sister. I urge you, I urge you to heed the call of the Spirit. Those who obey the Spirit will find themselves rising above the troubles, above the circumstances, above the fear, above the anxiety 
that is, that is permeating our society today and begin to, to dictate, to bless and to touch people in a unique way through the Spirit working in us and through us. And that's the message I wanted to bring you today. This is not just an ordinary teaching or message. This is the heart cry of the Father calling His church to draw near. And let's do business together. There are certain things that God would love to share with you and me. Things that no one knows about you but only the Holy Spirit. Things that you can only hear them from God not from any man's mouth. And he would like to reveal them to you and show you if you will give him the time that he needs. Shall we pray? I, I'm going to open up the platform for prayer. If you have anything to contribute concerning and your spirit bears witness, Concerning to what I've shared, you're welcome to share it. And this is your time now, but I like to, to just pray over this word that I've delivered to you and ask the Holy Spirit to make it life and light and, um, and sensitize your heart towards, towards the things that, that I have been speaking to you about. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your precious word. We thank you that your word goes forth in the power of your spirit in order to accomplish that which you please. Through your word, you work and continue to bring to pass the very things that you have spoken over our lives. We open our hearts and our minds and we receive your word, dear Lord, spoken to us today. And we thank you that we also receive the ability and the faith that is required to step into that place which you are calling us, a place of prayer, a place of engaging with you, a place of persevering, a place of seeking your face, and a place of giving you priority over all. We thank you for today and we thank you for everyone who has logged in today and we give you praise in the wonderful name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.